Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters and friends and YouTube. Uh, the episode of the Blood Brothers that you're about to see uh, will provide from the guests some alternative views pertaining to the COVID-19 pandemic as well as 5G network. This is a disclaimer to state that Five Pillars Media Limited um, do not endorse the views of not just this guest but our guests period and that we maintain the position of the World Health Organization and the NHS and all other recognized public health organizations into taking COVID-19 pandemic very seriously to respect social distancing and the respective curfews and lockdowns by each given government. In light of this, we also champion the aspect of the free press uh, and therefore we are happy to host and give platform to alternative views with the relevant disclaimers in place. Thank you very much and enjoy this episode. Burma's podcast, Five Pillars of Mad Monolith Production. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers, sisters, and friends, and welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers podcast. Continuing with our series addressing coronavirus, COVID 19 pandemic, we have been speaking to a number of experts, doctors, virologists, and other scientists, and we have many more lined up as well. Today, we have a guest who has gained some traction, um, especially on social media and on her YouTube channel, um, bringing an alternative approach to what could be the reasons behind some of the issues that people are experiencing in terms of health implications, um, as well as what the virus is from her opinion and the opinion of others. Uh, we have a natural nurse in a toxic world, that is Kate Shemarani. Kate, really excited to have you on today. How are you doing? Hi, thank you very much. It's a great honor to be on here with you. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam to you. So, Kate, so, Kate, tell us a little bit about um, your position in terms of the coronavirus. Um, how do you understand the virus itself? Well, first of all, before you start talking about my position, I'm a nurse of 35 years. I'm a personal nutritionist for um, six, seven. I, I used to uh, do a present on local radio as health and wellness. It's really important that I tell you why I have the perspective I have because I had cancer uh, eight years ago from following surgery and starting to read about my, my outcome, if you like, my prognosis, I was to turn my back on um, allopathic medicine, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, And I went down a completely different route, a natural route, and it was to open rabbit holes for me that I wouldn't believe. And, uh, and that has led to an eight year study. Um, and when this has happened, this virus, it took me back to why the therapy I chose would work. So uh, what would you like? You're asking me about what my opinion is on the COVID virus. Correct. Yes. Well, my opinion is that um, it's, it's no different. It's, it's an exosome. It's an exosome. Viruses do not exist that you can catch them. They are dead protein structures. They are inside of you. And they are exosomes. When you look at viruses, exosomes, ex if, you, if you look at, uh, sorry, COVID and, and an exosome under a microscope, it's identical. It's identical. They are inside the cells, the exosomes. And what they do is when that cell is so toxic, when you have toxins, they come out of the cells 
And what they do is they do a cleanup operation to get rid of those toxins. If they don't come out the cell, the toxins will go into the cell and destroy the cell. They come out and act like a sponge. It's quite fantastic. Yes, and uh, and science and biology is very fascinating. Uh, on, on this subject of exosomes and viruses, specifically talking about coronavirus, um, Obviously, over the past few weeks, months, um, there has been a lot of attention around people who are not necessarily experts in science and viruses who have tried to do their homework and research to better understand the situation, uh, the general public. Um, so they will refer to the most uh, popular source to get information, which is the Internet. Uh, to try and better understand these complicated things that people have studied for years and years and years to become experts in. Um, we have that information that has been shared by such experts to the general public so that we understand what the coronavirus is, what coronaviruses are, um, including exosomes. Um, there seems to be an understanding from scientists um, that the knowledge around exosomes is limited, um, but with particular uh, focus on the coronavirus, uh, we have some information um, by experts and scientists that the coronavirus is a type of coronavirus, there are many of them, um, and they can pass from host to host um, through droplets and through contact, um, and people can be infected by it, and it has proven to be very infectious to the point where now many people have fallen ill and are dying. Um, where do you stand um, in that explanation? I think we need to, we need to first of all, just quickly educate everybody about what is allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine at the turn of the century, you had naturopathic and allopathic. When J.D. Rockefeller came in and took over, he got rid of every other form of medicine. That was your naturopathic doctors, they couldn't get licenses. Over 3,000 schools, completely gone now, I think there's a couple. And then what happened was all of your herbalists, your acupuncturists, your nutritionists all disappeared. And then he put people on the board in all of the medical schools. And so now it's run as a business. So what you have is you have a pharmaceutical led business, all of the medical schools, that is the way it's done. Now, taking that a step further, taking it a step further, 70% of the advertising budget in mass media comes from big pharma. And then also taking that a step further, the medical elite are chosen by Big Pharma. What gets published and what doesn't get published is chosen by that medical elite. There are doctors and scientists who wish to refute what is being said, but won't for fear of losing their jobs, losing their livelihoods, their reputation, and some have lost their lives. So when you tell me that COVID-19 is separate when you look at an exosome and COVID-19, they are identical. They are identical size. They have, the ex they have the same diameter. They have the same receptors in them, ACE2 receptors. They contain RNA. They're identical. You cannot separate them. So when I actually looked at how they got their test, now, when you do any test, any scientist, any doctors are told they have to adhere to the gold standard. So first of all, let's just go back. You're asking me. These people were in a market where there was lots of meat around, live meat, dirty meat, and they got sick. Nobody said, could it be because they were involved in toxicity because of what was around them? What they did was they determined it was a viral infection based on the fact that these people 
had clinical symptoms, a high temperature, low lymphocytes, white blood cells decreasing, pulmonary infiltration, and chest radiography. And they didn't have any improvement after three days. Now, what they did was they did a test on only seven of the 200 people, and they collect, collected fluid from the little sacs at the, inside your lungs, yep. fluid in those. Now, they separated the genetic material from that, not the virus, the genetic material. And then what they did is they did a sequence of that genetic material and rapidly developed a test. Why? That isn't gold standard. It isn't gold standard. So what they did was they did a test and made that test based on RNA, not based on a virus. It's completely different. Let me just tell your, your viewers because you're lay people and, and I want you to understand because I don't want you to be lied to yet again. So DNA provides a code inside your cells. That's what DNA is. RNA converts that code into a protein for cell function. That's not a virus. They took the RNA out of that. Now that RNA, I'm going through my notes because I don't want to miss anything. When you're doing a gold standard to test for a virus and to isolate a virus, you would find that virus, you would visualize it. Then you would get maybe 100 people with that and 100 people without that. And you would do the test based on that and you would put it next to the gold standard. Now, when they did that, that test, somebody then looked at the test that they developed using RNA, not the virus. 80% of the people tested, it was a false positive. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? No, I'd like you to explain that. 80% of the people that tested positive weren't positive. They were negative because the test is false. Laws means that if you test positive, you can be taken out your house and detained somewhere. That's what that means. And who is doing those tests? Who's up front to be the person who's going to do the mass testing of the public? Somebody that I would never trust, Tony Blair. He's already, in my mind, my opinion, should be tried for war crimes, for the genocide of men, women, and children, two million in illegal wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. So am I gonna trust that man who's doing the mass testing with a test that okay. is already flawed? 80% will be a false positive. This is massive, folks. Yeah. You can be dragged out of your house for a false test. So, Kate, this is a really good segue into an extension to my question, which is, um, so what is your understanding? What are you suggesting is the explanation behind COVID-19? Well, I'll tell you what it is, my conclusion. And it's, a, it's the same conclusion as a lot of people. It's not a pandemic. It's not a pandemic at all. You look at the, the levels of people getting sick and dying. Go on to Public Health England, folk, and put in... 2019 deaths, and it'll bring you the deaths from everything in the UK. Falling downstairs, car accidents, flu. And you'll see that this is nowhere near, I think it's something like 4,000 people fall down, death from falling downstairs. This is a respiratory illness. Now, just going back a minute, exosomes, as I've said, exosomes and virus are the same thing. And there's somebody who said that who's much, much bigger than me, Dr. James Hidreth. 
he's the god really he's got so many publications behind him and he works in virology and he's all in the literature and he stated this the virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word the virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word any virus and remember what i've said the exosome looks exactly the same as the covid 19 under the microscope and it even measures the same so exosomes are released from the cells when there's toxicity around and they act like a sponge to get that toxic toxins to stick to it they've also got a little a little lock on those exosomes and that lock matches the the key on your immune cells so they do a good job so when you're toxic they become active and you have two to three at any one time to clean your body out they are a good thing and they're on the body so going back to what it is exosomes act like sponges preventing toxins now back to my conclusion it's not a pandemic as i've said go look at the numbers don't take my word for it folks it's a respiratory illness caused by an insult what is that insult what makes exosomes be released poisons poisons in the air poisons in the water poisons in your food poisons in your environment stress fear fear what are we all doing now we're all fearful infection if you had any infections if you've had any vaccines if you've had any infections electromagnetic radiation all of these things you still there guys all of these things are going to cause exosomes to be released into your body fluids so what it's it's not the, the exosomes the virus that is causing the illness that is these exosomes viruses whichever you want to call it is a result of something that's going on around us exosomes are released in the healthy and sick and the test they're using is not correct so the result the result is not the cause the result is not the cause the cause is something that's going on outside of us that is causing toxicity within us which is making the exosomes the virus to be active okay so kate what is a virus a virus is a dead protein structure. It's genetic material contained within an organic particle. It's just a dead protein structure. A virus and an exosome are the same thing. They've been arguing about this in literature. They can't, it's got so many gray areas that should go back 30 years. So many. So, so do you believe that viruses exist in a form that can spread from one person to another? Or from, an, or from one living being to another living being from host to host? No, I don't. Now, there is a theory that, uh, uh, you know, when I see people wearing these masks, it's ridiculous. These nanoparticles of the exosomes are so small, they'll go through a mask anyway. If these exosomes have got a lock on them that matches your immune cells, when you would cough out and those droplets, now this is just a theory that's been put around. And, and just to say, before I go any further, Let's just talk about theories a minute. The germ theory, Darwin's theory of evolution. These are theories that we're now taught are fact. They're two different things. Fact and theory are two different things. Absolutely. So they, they are in your body. When you cough, if droplets are coming out, then the theory would be that they've got the lock on them that matches immune cells. So is that how we get herd immunity? 
because you can't get herd immunity from a vaccine. So, yeah, so on the subject of uh, fact and theory, there are virologists and experts in the field of virus who have shared information and some of their expertise on explaining to us how viruses function. Um, so you are of the position that viruses are dead, inanimate, in how they don't they don't have a function. They do have a function. No, they what I mean is you don't have, they don't have a function in how they can uh, spread from one host to another, is what you've suggested. So well, we have, that would be, you know, herd immunity. But look, all I'm saying... If I could just make a point, just, just, just a quick one. So, so equally, when we're trying to establish the difference between theory and fact, there is always a, a, another argument. There is another explanation. There is a counter. Um, and there are people that have spent many, many years, decades, studying and uh, becoming experts in the field of viruses and, and cell function, who have given us an explanation behind how viruses can be contagious and non-contagious. You have two types. And how it can indeed spread from host to host. And these okay, are people so equally who are... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so these are people who are equally in their respective fields are in positions of authority to give explanations behind how viruses operate and how they behave. And some of that explanation has been contrary to what you have suggested, in that, in fact, it can spread from host to host through contact, through droplets and other ways. And this is an explanation given behind not only coronavirus, but many other viruses that have passed us. What do you say to that? Well, what I say to that is what I said right at the beginning. The medical elite are chosen by the pharmaceutical industry. And that medical elite choose what gets published and what doesn't. And when you have very senior amazing men coming forward and telling you that these viruses are within the body and what they do and what this is. Everything I learned in nursing school, I've had to unlearn and re-educate myself in a lot of things. Now I listened to what some of the people that are supposed to be experts and the peer-reviewed pat themselves on the back studies are saying. And I will say this, it fits the narrative. Now I read one study. Let me just put this one study to you because this kind of sums it up. And it said that this was what they were doing. It's on my timeline, the link to it's on there, on my Facebook page. They wanted to prove or disprove the theory that the virus, this COVID-19 came from a bat or a lab. That was the theory. The result and then the conclusion said they could neither prove nor disprove that the virus came from the bat or the lab, but they believed it didn't come from a lab. Now, that belief, we're told we've got to believe their belief because they've got letters after their name and they write a piece of A4 literature on six pages using big words. I'm sorry, no. So we've got to believe their belief. And then the press took that up and said, it came from a bat. No, it didn't come from a bat. You can't get a virus from eating an animal. You can't. Well, 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 now, let me, just, let me just take something here. Okay. We had swine flu. This was the other thing. We're always having some flu that's going to kill us, and it's all the same. It's all the same thing. We had Ebola. We had swine flu. We had avian flu. And then who's behind a lot of that? We've got a vaccine ready. Now, swine flu. 6,000 years through a lot of your, my, my uh, religious, well, not religious belief, but my Christian beliefs, your beliefs, you don't eat the pig. And the reason you don't eat the pig is the flesh is full of toxins because pigs are the hoovers. They will eat everything rubbish. 
So when you eat them, you become toxic. When you're toxic, you'll then, your exosomes will be released because it needs to get rid of those toxins. And what will you get? Sickness and diarrhea. If you eat shellfish, what are, what are um, you know, like prawns? They are literally the cockroaches of the ocean. They hang around at sewage outlets, treading water, eating feces. And that's why over 80% of people that eat shellfish, they'll get food poisoning because it's the toxins. Okay, I, I, there's a number of points that you made that I'd like to um, respond to. Um, so just the, the most recent one that you made with regards to prohibition of eating pork meat. While it's slightly off topic, the reason why Muslims don't eat pork meat, it's a lazy explanation of it being a dirty animal. That is not the reason why Muslims don't eat pork. The reason why we don't eat it is simply because it's an order given by God in our scriptures to abstain from that animal. And mine animal. too. Okay. Mine too. And that's why. And that is why if you, if you track it back... It's because of what it does. Six thousand years that it will eat toxins. Well, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps that's an explanation given um, in other. Not, uh, I've read lots of it, but, but typically the flesh is toxic. Sure, sure, but just to clarify that that is not the reason why it's a prohibition in Islam. The reason why it's a prohibition okay, no, in I, Islam. I, I, I didn't want to show disrespect there, and I must apologize. Sure, sure. No, the reason why I it's a prohibition know. is because. What we say in Islam, sama and ta'a, which is listen and obey. There are some rules in Islam that Allah asks us to obey, simply to practice obedience. And there are some that Allah gives explanations for that require explanation. Um, so Allah the, didn't give you an explanation, he just told you to obey. There are some rules within the religion where Allah expects us to obey because there are because there is abundance proof of his existence and his power. So okay. he, he practices for us to obey because we are his servants. And with regards to prawns, prawns are not prohibited in Islam. There are some Muslims that believe that prawns oh, no, are, and there's some that are not. But I'm just telling you that where you find prawns typically, and the high incidence of food poisoning in shellfish, because they're tox toxins. Okay. And it's just really, it's just really a game, saying, uh, you know, about what a virus is. Mm. It's my. Uh, I've listened to so much and read so many papers and listened to so many lectures, and I will say this. When, when, you know, they announced that the, the people of Wuhan had this COVID-19, we have to remember in December of 2019, there was mandatory vaccines in China. That's well documented, mandatory vaccines. Parents were obligated as well to get their children vaccinated with whatever was on that schedule. It was also a test city for 5G. It was also a test city for 5G. That's a toxin. The vaccines are a toxin. They're both toxins. Yeah, we, we'll, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm, I'm glad you raised... Just saying, go, going back, because I'm trying to link it. Yeah. So the, what you see happening, what you see happening with these, these people taking that, that conclusion, what I've just given you, is that the exosomes are released in healthy people. It was the result, their symptoms was a result of, of what was going on around them, not the reason. So the respiratory illness was caused by the result and the exosomes, the virus, was released from the cells as a result of what was going on around to try and get rid of those toxins. It was an assault on the body. Yeah. So this, uh, this study and research that you're referring to, Kate, and you have been for 
well, the duration of the podcast so far. Um, where can our viewers and listeners um, find that to, which to study, read themselves? Which study are you talking about? With regards to the, the operation and the functionality of exosomes and how... There's, 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 there's loads. If you go and go... I, I'll actually... You know what I'll do, Dilly? I'll send you some teaching videos. Dilly's brother, Aki, is the host today. Aki, sorry. It's because it's dark. You're quite dark now where you're sitting. Um, I'll send you some teaching videos and what I'll do is I'll start going through because there's a particular uh, book as well that you can find all this in. You'd have to, the, book, the book's gone now, everybody's buying it. You could download it as well. So this is, you know, even looking at books that I've got on my shelves, cells, gels and the organelles of life, mm. all of these things. This is something, this is not something I've just learned now. This is something I've been learning for years since I got cancer. Um, and this relates to the treatment that I used as well. The treatment I used, which was based on the fact that the body is so toxic and so deficient and it's a detox thing. So I'll provide you with that. There's lots Thank and you. lots of doc Dr. Um, Dr. Kaufman. You can go on to Dr. Kaufman's website. He provides everything on there. Thank you. Kate, I just want to bring you back to a point that you made with regards to... Um, some there were some disputes around whether the coronavirus um, they couldn't conclude definitively whether it was something that was engineered in the lab or whether it was uh, spread from a bat. Um, you said that there were some conclusions around it spreading from the consumption of a bat. Um, I don't know whether that is something that has become widespread as an understanding, but for sure there isn't um, a a common There's understanding. No there, there is no there is no link between um, no. consuming. Uh, an animal, especially a bat. However, the reason why I raise this point is because that is not the position that virologists are suggesting. What they're suggesting is the reason why there seems to be particular focus on bats is because A, that is one of the many animals that were in the market, in the common uh, animal markets in China and other countries, uh, but also because bats specifically are very unique in that they are animals in our uh, natural system that have an incredible amount of viruses, an incredible number of viruses. Um, and the explanation is that it can pass from animal to animal or host yeah. to host, not through consumption, but through contact, which is the oh. reason why, if I could I just finish sorry. off the point, Kate, sure, uh, which, is, uh, which is why I want to perhaps explore the connection between the social distancing guidelines that have been given from Public Health England and generally across the world around keeping a safe distance to avoid contact because virus, this particular virus, as well as others, spread through droplet and through contact, which is the explanation behind how it could have come from potentially animal markets, not through consumption. Um, so it's just to, to remove okay, that suggestion. Okay, well, there's no studies that prove that you can get it cross species. Now, you're talking about the bat has an incredible amount of viruses in, in, its, in its body. They would yes. be exosomes. Remember, exosomes, viruses are the same under a microscope. Virus in Latin means, means poison, toxin. That's what it means. So what do bats eat? Look at what bats eat. Bats eat mosquitoes. They, they will consume loads of insects. Whatever they're eating that's toxic, their bodies are so fantastic, created by nature, by God, by Allah. Their bodies are so fantastic that they have all of those exosomes in them, in the cells, ready to chow down toxins to keep, them, to keep them healthy. That's what it does. There are no studies that can prove it. Now, there is one way you can get animal RNA into you, and that's by injecting it. So let's now look at vaccines. 
in a vaccine, you'll have, you'll have aluminium. It's really important this. Aluminium goes through the blood-brain barrier. What opens the blood-brain barrier? 2.4 gigahertz. What's that? That's your Wi-Fi. Aluminium sets up inflammation in the brain. It has mercury in the vaccines. A lot of vaccines got mercury in it. They set up inflammation in the brain. They're heavy metals. They're accumulative. Once they're there, they stay there. They cause dementia. They cause Alzheimer's. But the other thing that's important is aluminium stops your lymphocytes and your macrophages, two of your immune cells, from working properly. When that first part of that response doesn't work, it ramps up the second part, which is your cytokine response, which puts your, your temperature up. We all know when we get flu, we get that temperature. Well, if the first part's not working properly and the second part goes up too high, you can have cytokine storm and go into organ failure and die. So what, what is in vaccines? So let's look at what's in vaccines again. The aluminium, the mercury, mold, fungus, RNA from animals. Because when they're, when they're making these vaccines in labs, they use chicken, they use chicken RNA. They use aborted fetal tissue. That's what's in your measles vaccines. Aborted fetal tissue is used. And they are still killing babies in China in the sacks to harvest the organs to make the vaccines. This is going on. This is not fantastical, what I'm telling you. You can go research this. It's all there. But, but so can, can, so can, you, can you so share have, some of these you're gonna have, you're gonna have, research, Kate? If you've ever had the studies, I can send you stuff. You know, you just need to go and watch the movie Vaxxed. Go and look at Vaxxed website. They'll do it all on there for you. You only need to ask for your printout from your vaccine insert. And they try and hide it from you, the crafty language. They don't say aborted fetal tissue, the uh, RNA. They give it letters and numbers because they don't want you to know that. But listen, so you're going to have animal RNA in you. That makes you a GMO because that vaccine's been made using hamster tissue. It's been used uh, monkey tissue. Now, if we go back for a minute, the AIDS virus, the military were caught doing it. They spliced bovine with sheep and they made that and they put it into a hepatitis B vaccine. So this has been going on. This is, things like this have been going on for decades and decades and decades, testing on us, the people, by the military. This is all going on. You know, don't, don't, I don't even want people to think, oh, that's so fantastic. Let's go back again. Just go back again. If you don't think that your government and the people right at the top won't harm you. Just look at what they did with illegal wars all over the world through lies and deception. It is all linked, all of it's linked. So the way that you can get DNA, oh sorry, an animal RNA into you is you inject it in, you inject it. So remember flu vaccines, flu vaccines, COVID-19, I was reading more, uh, sorry, listening to a lecture long ago. I'll try and find that. It was on Del Bigtree. They had a scientist on. Del Bigtree covered it. And this scientist was saying that there was a, an inversion in the genome sequence, which would, could be tracked back to vector technology. Now, not, you know, trying to confuse people here. Listen, all over the world, there are labs. I look at one called acergen.com, A-C-C-E-R-G-E-N. They buy viruses, fungus, mold, aborted fetuses, 
uh, cancers. They buy your DNA when you're all giving it to these ancestry sites and they splice it. You can buy immortalized cell lines from these places. I'm just going to tell you back to vaccines. Yeah, right, okay. the, 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 there, is, there is some things that I'd like to explore in our podcast here. And I'm... I missed something out really important. Okay. In those vaccines that contain animal RNA, they also have um, what's called immortalized cell lines. This is what comes from these aborted fetal tissue. That immortalized means it doesn't switch off. It just continues. And what is an immortalized cell line if it doesn't switch off? Cancer. What's cancer in the UK? One in two. What are all the charities saying? It's going to be everybody within the next 30 years. Immortalized cell lines lead to cancer. So, so all of these labs, and I know you had a gentleman on talking about it. These labs are all over the world. They've got viruses in them. They've got viruses in there that are genetically modified. So dangerous that should they get out into the population, they could wipe us all out because they've attached it to DNA. Why would you ever want to keep something so dangerous like that that could wipe people out? Why? Now, going back to that, these labs have also been reported for near misses where stuff's leaked or, or it's been carried out on, on, on the, the scientists that worked there. They've made mistakes. But the point is, we are human beings here. We're all children of God. Why do we have labs creating viruses spliced with mold and DNA that can be injected into people, bioweapons, that's what they are, fourth generation warfare. No weapon needs to be drawn or shot for you to be on your knees as prisoners. Okay, if I can ask you a question. So um, here in England, as well as around the world, um, the understanding of the general public is that people are falling ill and people are dying because of the coronavirus, COVID-19. And the respective health services in those countries, so for us here in the UK, NHS, have been giving us advice, guidelines from the government, from Public Health England, the NHS, around how to keep yourself safe and how to control um, the spread of the virus. Um, what are you suggesting? Are you, are you suggesting that this is a lie? Are you suggesting... Okay. Because if I just finish the point, Kate... Um, because what I'm trying to understand here and what I'm trying to ascertain is where you get your information from in terms of who do you trust? Because okay, you well, made I, a point I, I earlier. I can tell you that. Sure, if I could add some meat to the bone. Um, because you made some points around not trusting liars, people who have made mistakes previously and who have um, deceived us previously, whether that is foreign policy, war, or other types of lies that have come to surface now. Um, whether it's... Um, other broadcasting companies, whether it's newspapers, whether it's people who are actual experts because they've studied at university and reputable um, institutions for a number of years to gain their qualifications and knowledge. Where do you get your information from that allows you to function in this world, um, in the specific case with this virus? Because there's okay. people in the country, people around the world who are getting their information from who they deem and trust as experts, their national health services, their scientists, their governments. Um, and so far, uh, people have been following those steps. And so far, there has been a level of safety and control. Um, what are you suggesting is the truth? Okay, so first of all, there are many doctors coming out now, and they're saying this is not a virus. This looks like altitude sickness. Now, altitude sickness, along with radiation sickness, creates the same symptoms. Also, nurses contacting me and saying, 
We're not giving them uh, antiviral drugs. We're giving them oxygen. That's not a virus. There are nurses speaking out, an ICU nurse. We're also being told, and I've had patients, uh, relatives contact me at direct and say, my relative went in with a heart attack and they put COVID-19 on there. We've got nurses and doctors now starting to speak out saying they're being told they have to put it on there. So, so now if you go on to the new laws that have been passed from bills and are now acts, everybody is putting this on the death certificate you don't need to inform the coroner and the bodies are then incinerated, the evidence. You've got, you've got a test that I've already said is massively flawed. So they're using this massively flawed test. Kate, just want to make a point that ministers have assured and have confirmed that there will be no cremation, or forced cremations of any deceased bodies. Um, and there have been a number of, if we're talking about people from religious backgrounds who are against cremation, there has been hundreds of deaths from the Muslim community and not a single case of forced cremation. So whether yes. that whether that was a, whether that was a fear beforehand or it remains to be a fear, um, there has been assurances that that won't happen. Um, well, that assurance might well sit now. But, you know, when you have them telling you that thousands upon thousands upon thousands are going to die, that insurance, I've read the laws. I've read them. No, I, I, read them. I, I respect that it remains... Um, existent yes, in the bill. Very good, you're talking about from today as it is now. Now, people, so we've already, we've already established it's a flawed test. We've already established it looks exactly the same as a virus under a microscope. You can't get it cross species. There's no studies that prove that. And uh, sorry, catching it from a, eating a, a bat. There's no studies that prove that. But they're I not suggesting, Kate, Kate, they're not suggesting that either. No, no, no one's suggesting that it comes from consuming a bat. Okay, so, so no, but I'm saying from anything, but what they're saying is contact. you can catch it, you can catch it. Sure. You can catch it. There's no evidence that you can catch it. I've not seen, and when people go into the hospital, these flawed tests, so they're treating the symptoms, they're treating symptoms of something that causes a respiratory response, which is not a virus. They're, what they say, the test they're using is flawed. So now you have the government telling us that we've all got to stay in our homes and do social distancing, which creates fear. That creates exosomes with no evidence whatsoever. Now, this is all being done. Everybody's got to stay at home, the social distancing thing. You've got doctors speaking out, nurses speaking out, saying where even yesterday my friend told me, I was supposed to be deployed to a hospital over a month ago. I'm still sitting at home. I've not been called up. None of us have. And then on top of that, you've got nurses sitting playing Connect Four in the ward because it's really quiet. It's ridiculous. And it's all, and, and, and the way it's been done, emotive, all emotive. I've, I've listened to so many, um, you know, people telling me, doctors, nurses, so much evidence coming to me, like, you know, uh, as a reporter for a fake test, a test that's been proven to be very flawed. Now you've got, at the same time, you have to look at the bigger picture, and I'm going to name it. The bigger picture here, I'm 54 years old. Never in my lifetime have I known any government agree on anything. Never, never. And also we've got to look at who to trust. Do we trust people that have consistently lied to everybody in the past? Because if someone lies to you once, shame on them. When they lie to you twice and you still trust them, shame on you. 
So now you've got everybody being told to stay in their houses and only essential workers, same term as used in Nazi Germany, only essential workers can go outside. Then they're telling people that are old and getting them to sign do not resuscitate documents. People in the community, I read all the laws, people in the community now um, that, that their treatment won't match the standards in care. So they're now really vulnerable because don't, and mental health patients, you only need one doctor now to certify you under the Mental Health Act. That doesn't get assessed like it used to four weeks later. One doctor. And then if you don't want to take forced medication, normally you would have another doctor then has to come in. And there were 16,000 cases last year of people appealing against that medication. And one third of those overturned it. So when you have only one person deciding, now you have someone who could really be in a powerful position and be corrupt or able to be corrupted. That's really dangerous. And the reason we had all these safeguards in place was for that very reason. So you look at the whole healthcare system, we're constantly, constantly, I've witnessed it and I've reported it in my career twice. We're constantly being uh, shown new investigations where people have been abused and all these things are in place to stop this. And as your community, the black community, the Asian community, the ethnic minorities, they're the ones that stay in these situations the longest and end up with all these drugs. So now we have one doctor, one doctor who could really abuse that power. So that's the first thing, the laws have all suddenly changed. We're all on lockdown. Now let's name the elephant in the room. Essential workers, you tell me, all of your community, where 5G masts and laying the fiber optics every three to five meters in some places is essential work. They're going to grow the 5G over 500% over the next five years. They're launching 60 satellites every two weeks into the atmosphere. And let me tell you what 5G is. It's not like three and it's not like four. It's a military weapon. It's completely different. Three and 4G just goes out like a sphere. The further it goes from the source, it gets weaker. 5G is a military weapon. It's completely different. It's columnized. Somebody could be on the phone at the top of town and you'll get hit with that beam with the same intensity. It was developed in the 1900s, military radar equipment. And they studied the biological effects of it because all of those that were working with the radar got so sick. Now, 5G exposes the entire earth to okay, microwaves. Okay, at what point am I able to uh, come in and, and offer a contribution? Whenever well? you like. Okay, Whenever great. Whenever you like, because okay. we're fighting for our lives here. Sure. So, so okay, I mean, you've, you've moved on to perhaps the, the second part of, part of today's podcast, which is exploring I mean, 5G. It's all linked. Sure. It's all linked. Sure. Um, you mentioned that 5G is a, a, a weaponized uh kind of it's, it's, it's weaponized by the military uh, something that has been explored and tested since the 1900s um, it's a weapon it's sure. a weapon i'm not going to call it anything else okay um, what it's is a this? directive energy weapon that's exactly what it is what, what is this based on kate where, where are you basing this information well from? endless studies endless studies and you know because i heard one of your uh, uh guys talking about it yesterday oh really there was there have been you know, court cases, there's been loads of scientists, you know, signing a document 
that more studies needs to be done on this. It's so dangerous. Now, it, you know, it, it runs on three, uh, 3,000 frequencies. It's so frightening. You know, when I started to look into it, they don't belong in, in our atmosphere. We have our atmosphere there to protect us. So electromagnetic ra uh, radiation, for the, uh, we, we just have light. Everything in life is light. That's it. That's all we need. The atmosphere is there to protect us from everything else. All of that other electromagnetic radiation causes death. Yeah. So it bends molecules. So it's unrecognizable to the human body. And Kate, it I have some, Kate, if I may, I have some information that I'd like you to um, maybe respond to and consider. Um, on the subject of 5G and uh, the perceived harm of it, um, Ofcom, the UK regulator, has found no identifiable risks in its first test since 5G technology was deployed. The highest result they found for 5G band was 0.039% of the recommended exposure limit. So not even half a percent of the recommended exposure limit. Um, these limits are set out by um, the International Commission on Non-Ionising Radiation Protection, the ICNIRP. So non-ionising means the type that does not damage DNA cells. Um, to quote one of the spokesmen from... <laughs> I read so, a military study that said otherwise. So to quote um, the spokesman of Ofcom, uh, the emissions at each site were a tiny fraction of the maximum level set out in international guidelines. The test covered 16 locations in 10 cities across the UK where 5G-enabled mobile base stations had been set up and measured the strength of the electromagnetic field. So we have reassurances from UK regulator Ofcom that there is no identifiable risks on the test so far carried out on 5G technology. Um, so much so that it doesn't even meet half a percent of the recommended exposure limit. Um, so I, I, I'm just going to assume that you're going to suggest that that is untrue and you don't trust that information. First of all, I wouldn't trust Ofcom as far as I could throw them. Um, you know, Ofcom just went to the radio station to find them because I went on there and said that uh, Wuhan was a test city for 5G, even though it's documented, and that mandatory vaccines came in in, in China in, in December 2019, well documented, even in Chinese publications. And Ofcom said that was all untrue. So I'm certainly not going to listen to those cowboys. Mm. And second, when was this study done? Because while we've all been slumbering, sitting on our toilet rolls, eating our pizzas, downloading Netflix, why have the essential workers all over the place been putting in more and more and more and more of these masks everywhere? Now, remember what I said, it's going to increase by 500%. So one study is not a gold standard. And, and also as well... well on that subject then, Kate, um, since you're saying one study, um, if I may continue, the International Commission on Non-Ionising Radiation Protection... The ICNIRP. You say non-ionizing, and it doesn't matter whether it's non-ionizing or ionizing. It's sure. all dangerous. Which sets guidelines on the output of mobile masts, says there is not a single scientifically substantiated adverse health effect that can be attributed to a normal 5G installation. To quote Dr. Eric Van Rongen, he said, We know parts of the community are concerned about the safety of 5G. So this is the chair of the ICNIRP. He told The Guardian, the guidelines have been developed after a thorough review of all relevant scientific literature, scientific workshops, and an extensive public consultation process. 
The World Health Organization, meanwhile, classified radiofrequency radiation as a possible carcinogenic. That puts it in the same category as pickled vegetables or talcum powder, but not as dangerous as alcohol or processed meat. So just to give the other side of the argument and put some perspective on what is the scale of fear. So we have people that are specifically positioned to monitor and govern the level of safety or uh, unsafe practice when it comes to telecommunications and specifically 5G radio waves. Um, and we have assurances from them that there is no data, there is no research or any studies to suggest that there should be any fear in terms of public health. So are you not contributing, and people who hold a similar position to yourself, are you not contributing to this fear in the same way you're suggesting that there is fear being instilled in the community with regards to coronavirus? Are you not doing the same with the perceived fears no. of 5G? Because we have no. assurances here. I mean, we have... Yeah, okay. So let me just answer that. The World Health Organization, look at the man that's running that right now. He's not a doctor. The, the parties that were in, he was in in Ethiopia, he was on, he was on a top terrorist wanted list at one stage. Who funds the World Health Organization? The American government and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. To, and what are they pushing? They're pushing mandatory vaccines. They're pushing microchips. You always have to look at who the gangsters are behind these organizations and who funds it. Like when you're reading a study, you always look at the p-value, the p-value, what's the probability that that's correct? And you also look at who funds that study. Is there a conflict of interest? So first of all, there's loads of studies done at 30 gigahertz and it shows that they start to cause problems because it's accumulative. Now, the next part of that is there's very few studies done on higher, but we know by looking back through just radar and disease it causes. Now, I certainly, based on all that I've read, would never want 5G to be around and who sneaks around in the night and gets everybody on lockdown to put all these things in? Why? You have to use your discernment. When people, this is what happens. We're all supposed to stand there and listen to these people because they've got letters after their name, so they must be correct. Then we have to listen to these people because they're in the government. But then who do you listen to? Who do you listen to then, Kate? You have to, um, listen. You have to go and do your own research. And there's so much research out there. Yes. And, and the research and that elect, people from the World Health... I would never listen to the World Health Organization. No, but, 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 the World but, 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 Health but, Organization... Listen, I will say this. I'm not going to let somebody bamboozle me out. I will not listen to the World Health Organization. When so the information motto, is fabricated. Their motto for this year... The World Health Organization 2020 funded their second biggest contributor is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is that the world will be vaccinated. Remember, I've just told you what's in vaccines and what they do, immortalize cells that lead to cancer, aluminium, which, you know, causes brain death, pushes your immunity down. So what they're doing is their motto, no one will be left behind. No one will be left behind. And you can track the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So why would I trust the World Health Organization when they have done vaccines that have killed thousands of Indian babies with their polio vaccine program that they did? So what are you suggesting their objective all is? Out there. So you suggesting well, the objective, objective is, is to kill people? We do not need... We do, yes. Yes, why? I do. It's about, I believe this based on everything I've read and what I can see happening in front of me that this is about 
it's about, and we've heard, hang on a minute, we've heard Tony Blair. We've heard Tony Blair say, good old Tony Blair, who I will say again, should be found guilty in a court of law, not one of the corrupt courts, a new court of genocide for an illegal war. So we have, we have Tony Blair on the news saying, we need a one world government to beat this virus. Then we have Bill Gates, who doesn't have any of these letters that the pompous crew are touting around. We've got to listen to them because they've got letters after their name telling us... And because they have years of qualifications in fields of science and viruses. But you know what? As well, Kate. I mean, this is... Look, Kate, if I can just make a point. I was told told I needed to have... Okay, my brother-in-law, one of Iran's top urologists, said to my ex-husband, she must have chemotherapy and radiotherapy or she's going to die. You need to drag her there. I didn't have it. I started reading studies. I started to understand and I went my own route and that was eight years ago. And I spent last year interviewing many other people who were told they were terminal. One was in a hospice, didn't do that and they're all alive and well. But we're supposed to trust oncologists. We're supposed to trust them because they push chemotherapy because it generates billions of dollars profit every year. Because there's evidence to suggest that it kills cancerous cells, Kate. That's why yeah, it's There's used. also evidence to suggest it kills patients. There was a 92,000 patient study. All of them had chemotherapy, all different types of cancer. Who was alive at 10 years? Under 3%. Under 3%. So look, what I'm saying to you is we're only fed the narrative. Anybody who says we're not believing the narrative because we're reading these studies and we're also putting together what seems to be happening. What seems to be happening? Everyone's on house arrest. Nobody can go out. We're, we're being told essential workers only, but you've got 5 G masks popping up everywhere. That's not essential work. Why do we need that? That's not essential. And one more thing. It has been proved that electromagnetic fields can drop your immunity because it makes these exosomes come out. So if that's the case, why are we sticking 5G masks up? It's all linked. Where, where has it been proved that, Kate? Ask me the question, do I believe it's to, to population decrease? Yes. Bill Gates on camera has said many times, by doing these vaccinations, we can control the population. If it's for health and well-being, why control the population? Vaccines offer people protection from diseases, Kate. Do you think that's no, true? That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay. It's a complete lie, and there's masses of evidence out there to prove it. Masses okay. of evidence. Masses of evidence. We only have to take the measles, the measles thing. There's a fantastic uh, doctor, Dr. Alan Palmer. I'm going to put you in touch with him. He wrote a book called 1200 Studies. It's free. You can download it. Maybe you should interview him. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to explore that. Yeah, I will send you that. So what do I think is really going on? Let me just sandwich it up for you. What do I think is really going on? I think that this is a one world government takeover. I believe that the markets, everything's being collapsed and I think it's going to be a one world currency. It's been talked about for a long time. I believe that this is absolutely a population decrease. I think that that, that when 5G goes on, I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever, you are going to see a massive rise when it's switched on everywhere and it's going to increase by 500%. You're going to see whole areas of people getting really sick with these flu-like symptoms, which are really altitude symptoms and radiation, the lungs filling with fluids. And they're gonna be overwhelmed and the hospitals are not gonna be able to cope with them, which is why, I don't know whether your viewers know, all of the army, 
Oh, their manoeuvres have been cancelled for the year. They're all on standby. And Marine said he's never seen so much food in the hangars. They know something big's coming. I have Marines and soldiers following me. And I have that on real credible source. So I think you're going to start to see great big waves of people getting really sick. Now, the other thing about 5G, it's columnized. You can be hit with a beam. It is like stepping out your door or in your house with a gun pointing in your face either side of your head, above your head and behind your head. That beam hits you direct. You will literally, your oxygen won't bind to the hemoglobin portion of your cell and you'll fall over. We saw that in Wuhan, people just falling over and dying. Kate, that I've is got, not a virus. Kate, I've not found one record or account of anyone collapsing and falling over in Wuhan. Well, I've seen masses of it. We saw it was all over the news. We saw people when it first came out. And that's the like, thing, first of all, that made me think, that doesn't make you do that as a virus. What's that all about? So it sounds like you believe that the reassurance given, given by uh, World Health Organization as well as Ofcom is basically, to put it in a nutshell, a lie. And you feel that the impact of 5G and the electromagnetic field that it emits um, And the is, vaccine that they're going to offer everybody with all the nasty ingredients in it. It's so dangerous that it can literally kill you at an immediate exposure. There's, there's a, a wonderful physicist. I'll also put you in touch with her. She's amazing. Uh, Dr. Catherine, Ho uh, Catherine Horan, I believe her name is. And she's an expert on this. Yes. So if you're getting hit by it all the time and it's pulsing, you're going to start to get cancer. But that's not, that, that is not... Lots of sickness. That is not the strength of the wave from 5G, Kate. Pardon? That is not the strength of the 5G waves that are being emitted. It is. You, you know, you're, you're quoting stuff to me of a very biased opinion of people that want it there. They want it in. That's a biased opinion. It's a biased opinion. What and about? you can go, there are experts, there are experts in this field that have been talking about this for years. I, I heard you mention on your last show about Spanish flu. That's correct. The 1918 flu, yeah. Okay. So at that time, people were coming out of war they were very malnourished, they would be very toxic. And then radar came in, which changes that electrical field around the earth, drops the immunity, that's a toxin. Mm. And, and Rudolf Steiner, I believe, um, talked about that. The one thing I will say, and I do- Kate, you can... Kate, please, Kate, please. I, you're making connections without any evidence. And let me explain to you why I believe that's the I, case. You're asking me to give you the evidence right now. As I'm well, 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 let me explain to you why. evidence studies out there that I've read studies. M making I've connections, making connections between, making no connections, making connections between people who are falling poorly now with 5G, with radar technology and the 1918 flu. Well, it's all the same thing. It's just ranked to well, all well, 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 the point I'm trying to make is because two things happen at the same time and follow the same trajectory don't necessarily mean that there's a relationship. No, it is known well, we in science we, we, we call, we call that it causation and correlation we don't have a relationship. Social. Yeah. So, okay, but let's look then at everything. Let's look at everything. Where well, let's, well, let's look at Iran. Iran is one of the most effective affected countries by the virus. By COVID nineteen, five G. They have five G. Can they you five G? Okay. Okay. Let's look at something else then. It was just announced that someone in the Amazon has got COVID. I read that in the news somewhere. Someone had been diagnosed. They've definitely not got five G. But what we have got is you've got these satellites going up, 
Elon Musk, all these satellites going up in the air that are going to connect with all of the 5G that's down here, that's in the lampposts. This has been on for years. This was, I think it was 2015, it was switched on and, and people started to get sick. And Gateshead in England, Gateshead in England, they put 5G on there. So many people started to get cancers and get sick. There's been evidence where you've got phone masks going up and then loads of kids are getting leukemia. This has all been, all been looked at. But what I'm saying is... Where is this information from, Kate? I mean, it's, it's because... I've read loads of studies on PubMed, on ionized, non-ionized, military studies. I've no, watched lectures. Specifically, lectures on, experts. specifically on experts' opinions that the increase in 5G mass is having a relationship with an increase in cancer patients and children suffering from leukemia. I mean, hey, well, is... first of all, first of all, there's studies. You can go look. Five, there's loads and loads of studies. Second, it's a great time to do it. I listen I'd, to I'd, I listen I'd... to experts doing lectures. I I, I joined Dr. Kaufman's. Uh, I looked at Dr. Kaufman's lecture where he's doing a big. Um, it's like a big Zoom room lecture to people in it, and I listen to the entire lecture. And he gives he gives certain publications to go look at, and then you can go and research them yourself. So I'm not just saying this off the top of my head. Listen. Why would I sit here, discredit myself, make myself look a whole fool in the town? I did local radio and used actual studies on radio and Ofcom, then came after the radio and the radio then kicked me off, even though I was using actual peer-reviewed studies and evidence that was out there. I used all that. So I'm not going to listen to those. Like I've said, why would I listen? You're quoting the World Health Organization. I've just told you who's running the show and who funds it. And the, the person who's one of their biggest funders is pushing the vaccine. So if the person pushing the vaccine and they're telling us what we must do for this big pandemic, there's a huge conflict of interest there straight away because the person who's pushing it is getting their money from the person who's coming up with the solution, who's got the vaccine and wants to sell it. You have a massive conflict of interest there. You don't have to have letters after your name. You can be a plumber to work that one out. I'm not, even, you know, you can be anybody in the street to work out there's a conflict of interest. The person who's giving us the solution is the main funder of the person who's telling us there's a pandemic and what we need to do. Okay, okay. So you don't listen to um, national regulated bodies. You don't take advice from Public Health England. But I always look at who funds them, who well, is so, behind it. I've just said to you about, I've just said to you about J.D. Rockefeller and how he poured so much You can go Google this, folks, please do. Go look at the history of medicine when J.D. Rockefeller came in and how much money he poured into medicine, what's called allopathic medicine, and how he got everybody. And now today, what you have is medical schools where they do anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, hematology, pathology, that it's all pharmaceuticals. They do not know how to heal a body. They do, I think one of the medical schools did half a day on nutrition, half a day, and yet they'll push pharmaceutical drugs. And when we talk about that, let's just talk very, it's not going off topic because it's related. The British sailors were called the limeys. Why? Because they used to take masses of limes on the ships with them to suck. Because if they didn't do that, they got scurvy and they died. So we know that vitamin C comes as a compound, stops you getting scurvy, stops you getting scurvy. So nutrition is fantastic. And also this COVID-19, these patients that are ill, 
They've also used high-dose vitamin C on them. And what high-dose vitamin C is, it's an antioxidant. So let me just, re let me just tell that to your listeners, because I do it really easy for people when I'm teaching nutrition. We all hear the term free radicals. The, the general public don't know what that means. Free radicals, oxidative stress, antioxidant. They don't know what it means. What it means is this. A car's going down the road and its wheel drops off and the chassis drags on the floor and gets loads of damage. That car is now a free radical. And it's going to keep trying to pinch the wheel off the next one. That damage to the chassis is oxidative stress. Along comes a truck, the oxidant truck, with vitamin C on it. And the vitamin C is the wheels, the mechanics, and the paint jobs. They mend, they give, the, they give it the antioxidant, the vitamin C, to the car, mend the wheel, mend the chassis. That's what it is. And that is what vitamin C is doing for these COVID patients. So that oxidative stress, when do you get that? When you get exosomes coming out of the cells because you're toxic, you get free radical, you get oxidative stress when you're toxic. It's all linked. And that's how I can put it together. So I've had doctors come, for me, come to me and dentists. I have lots of patients all over the world for nutrition because that's how you heal a body, not from chemicals in a vaccine. Interesting. More okay. So um, from your practice and knowledge as a nurse, um, in the current pandemic that people are experiencing here in the UK and around the world. Listen, we're calling it a pandemic and the figures are so low, it's not a pandemic. It's global. So my It's not a pandemic though. It's so still my, not big enough. So my question to you, Kate, is if someone starts to experience the symptoms that are being uh, referred to as uh, some of the positive symptoms potentially of the virus, um, a persistent new cough or a high temperature, um, what would your advice to them be in terms of trying to get better? What would you suggest? Well, first of all, I've got to say the narrative, always seek advice from your medical doctor. <laughs> and what's the advice? But if somebody said to me, I've got a high temperature, I, I, I'm starting to get a cough, there's a few things that they need to stop immediately. One is eating sugar. sugar. I don't mean fresh fruits and vegetable sugar. White sugar is an acid. It switches your immunity off for four hours. Switch your Wi-Fi off. Get your mobile phone switched off. Don't drink toxic water. Fluoride is a toxin. We can get onto that. We can do a whole different show on that. There's, I've got a massive Environmental Protection Agency's book on that to prove that's true uh, and studies. But don't have fluoride. It's another toxin. I would tell them to drink lots of clean water. I would tell them to rest. I would tell them to eat lots of fresh fruit and vegetables to boost their immunity when they feel like eating. I would tell them to not eat dairy. Don't eat cheese, butter, and milk. It increases mucus production in the body. The other thing, when you eat animal protein, uh, Thomas Tolberg did a study on this, a massive study. When you eat animal protein in great big quantities, like you see what they do here now, half a cow on the plate, it actually drops your lymphocyte count. What do you need your lymphocytes for? They're immune cells. They're needed for killing viruses, fungus, and um, cancers. So if you limit your animal protein, but up your vegetables and fruits, then you're going to increase those lymphocytes. The other thing I always tell patients to do is get a juicer, start juicing organic carrots, never non-organic. Carrots were used in Japan to suck up the soils from the toxins for many centuries. They clean the soil. Organic carrots, 
What's in an organic carrot? Vitamin A, B, C, beta carotene, antioxidants. What I was just saying about oxidative stress. Vitamin A is the immunity vitamin. It's the vitamin you need for your immune system. You can't eat junk. You are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. And no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. So if you're eating a McDonald's all day, and then you go and think you're going to get it from a, uh, a vitamin tablet, 90% of vitamins are synthetic. So try and always get it from a natural source. You can also get apple cider vinegar with mother in it. It's raw, 20 mils in a glass of water and drink it. Great. Thank you so much, Kate. Okay. I'm sure you can. I'm sure we're only halfway through your book there. Not even. Um, I have so, got a book coming. So, 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 so okay. Um, are, are you still practicing as a nurse at the moment? I am a registered nurse. I am an independent nurse prescriber. I do hope the Guardian watched this because they okay. were wrong. So, and I also practice as a personal nutritionist. They're two separate things. I had an aesthetics business for many years, which I paid my bills with. Now my nutrition business is taking over my aesthetics business. I probably won't do anymore. I don't agree with it, but you know, it paid my bills. So, so, so you're a nurse, you're a nurse registered with the HCPC. I'm a registered nurse with the Nursing and Midwifery Council. I am an independent nurse prescriber to prescribe within my scope of practice pharmaceutical drugs. And I'm also with the Nursing and Midwifery Council. I'm expected to always advocate for my patients, never do them harm, never administer anything that's harmful. And I'm also accountable if I see someone else doing it. And I say nothing, I'm accountable for my omissions under my Nursing and Midwifery Code of Conduct. And I'm a personal nutritionist. Thank you, Kate. Kate, just to uh, conclude our podcast today then, uh, some points that I'd like to um, summarize and get your your response on that, I guess, yeah? Um, it's become apparent, certainly for me as the host on today's podcast, um, that you have a very specific uh, requirement and criteria on what you consider to be truthful information. Um, one of those criteria are that the source or the people that are giving you the expert knowledge or reassurances or information can't have a track record of any corruption or lies previously uh, so therefore i'm not going to listen to somebody that's a liar sure um at the same time my challenge to that would be in the same way you're suggesting an alternative way of understanding not only coronavirus but the impact of 5g um that there are thousands of professionals and experts who have spent and dedicated their life in becoming experts in their respective fields, whether it's science, virology, or other strands of science and health, um, who are advising the general public on how to keep safe based on their knowledge and their years of studying. Now, their years of studying equally is based on accessible research and accessible studies. Um, so it's not baseless. Um, and it's not just simply a case of you're associated with associated with an organization that has been funded by billionaires who are liars or who have a track record of lies. Um, there's always two sides to a story. Um, your side is a side and is an alternative to what is the mainstream in terms of health advice and guidelines. Um, but your position and your, if I say so, ferocity in um, discussing and expressing your ideas um, comes across like it's the absolute truth 
Do you accept? I absolutely believe it to be the truth. I'm a and mother. You, and, and you, you believe, believe the opposite to be absolute lies? I don't believe it to be absolute lies. What I believe and what I'm seeing, even from my own colleagues, is even when presented with studies, they don't want to look at them. And, and I didn't learn a lot of what I know in nursing school either. I didn't learn about nutrition until I left nursing school. How bonkers is that? I didn't learn about this. I didn't learn about the, you know, these, the, uh, these studies on lymphocytes, what I was just saying. I, never, I was never taught that. I, I was taught, you know, when someone's sick and they're not eating, they get these Ensure drinks in hospitals, which is dairy, dairy and sugar. And I just told you that sugar switches your immunity off and what it does to your lymphocytes. Also, raising blood sugar levels does give you energy. Not blood sugar from white acid poison. Remember, we're just a bunch of cells rocking through space. Sugar, in the presence of oxygen, generates ATP, adenosine triphosphate, energy. Every cell needs energy. You should be getting your energy from natural foods. So I'm just telling you there that... So let's take what you've just said. Dieticians, they go to university, they get credentials after their name, and yet we see them in hospitals giving patients that are sick these Ensure drinks that are full of sugar, full of whey protein. And I've just told you a study, a fantastic study, Thomas Talberg, that looked at the lymphocytes. So what you have is you have people fitting into a narrative, fitting into an agenda, not what's best for the patient, not what's best for the patient at all. And, and I, I sail on my own. I work for myself. I don't get in anybody's boat. I want to do what's best for the patient. And, and, I'll, and, you know, I'm going back to the same man now. When I see Bill Gates on the BBC, well, somebody told me he was on the BBC. I don't watch the BBC because I just find them just another spewing the narrative. I've, I've actually heard a minister on there telling a complete lie about colloidal silver, even though it's really documented. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. But, um, you know, when I hear that Tony Blair is coming back, to be in charge of the mass testing of the population with a test by their very, uh, the very publications that you're referring to, that they all write and read the studies peer-reviewed again. That's all pat each other on the back. Well, it is. This test that they've already said is 80% flawed, false positive, that can have catastrophic effects on you as a citizen that you could be dragged out of your house and shipped off and detained, but Tony Blair is gonna come back and be head of these mass testing. That puts the fear of God in me, for my children, for everyone's children, for all human beings on this earth. And I'm looking at the bigger agenda. I don't care who laughs at me, who mocks me. I have one person to answer to ultimately, and that's God, because I have faith. So I speak the truth on what I see. And I will tell you this in 35 years in, in, in nursing. And people have even said, oh, you don't work as a nurse anymore. Yes, I do. I ran an aesthetics business. I've gone, I know lots of nurses and doctors that work in aesthetics, plastics. I've met incredible doctors in my life. I've met incredible nurses in my life. I've met appalling doctors in my life. And I've met appalling nurses in my life that are lazy, that don't do the right thing, that I have harmed patients that have made mistakes, that have deliberately done things. This has all been documented. Doctors have been found guilty as well. But this is all going on around us. And let's not miss the other elephant in the room. I really don't want to miss this out. Where we have planned parenthood. Planned parenthood. So you have the Vatican saying it's okay to have vaccines. 
but they tell you it's not okay to have abortions. And I've just told you what's what's in an, a vaccine. This Kate, is, Kate, Kate, maybe we can save this for another podcast. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, this to me is a clock face. I understand. And every single one of those clock numbers, they've all joined up. And this is what I told your, your brother. When I started looking into this, it was so alarming for me and so horrific over the last eight years of everything that I've seen, illegal wars, the pharmaceutical companies, the banking, it was so horrific to me. And what they do, they've done loads of things, tests on us as humans by dropping things above our heads into the atmosphere. And it's all documented. It was so horrific to me that it led me to one refuge, which was God, the Alpha and the Omega. That was the only place I could go back to. And that was why, because to believe what I'm saying to people is so horrific. They don't want it to be true. They want to believe the government is there to help them. They want to believe that Tony Blair has got their best interests at heart. Go and ask the people of Iraq and Afghanistan if they think Tony Blair's got their best interests at heart. Kate, thank you so much. Um, the last point I'd like to make is um, don't share too much of that information with my, my, my brother Dilly. He's a real warrior. Um, uh, Kate, thank you so much uh, for giving your time today. Uh, I wish you and your family good health. Um, and just to wrap up, um, friends, brothers, sisters, um, we just want to conclude by saying we want to share the platform and explore as many alternative views as possible. Those that are um, explained and given us information by scientists, doctors, virologists and other expertise. Uh, but also the other opinions that are out there that people are exploring too. Um, here from Blood Brothers Podcast and Five Pillars, we do recognise the coronavirus COVID-19 as being a very serious virus, one that is causing people to feel poorly and die. We recommend and strongly advise you to follow the government guidelines of Public Health England, the government and NHS on social distancing, keeping at least two metres distance from people outside of your household when you are leaving the home for your one day of exercise and please ensure that you observe and maintain good hygiene this is a very serious matter and despite what has been discussed today in terms of understanding it from an alternative perspective we recognize it to be a serious health matter and we want people to be as safe as possible stay at home and save lives until the next episode of the blood buds podcast assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh please like share and subscribe Stay at home, keep safe. Blood Brothers Podcast. Five Pillars of Mad Monarchs Production.